Yeah, we Jeez. gotta do an intro right here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll do this one. Grand Moff Talkin' presents Fan Fiction Theater. Delicately curated, long-form productions of fan fiction of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga. Tailored to the modern fanatic. Lovingly performed by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts. Me, Riley. Jasmine. Hello. And Jacob. Hello. And of course, we're back again with our two special guests, Christina. Oh, hello. And Ezekiel. Also, hello. And in case you were all wondering, yes, that is Jabba the Hutt saying, ah, Grand Moff Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Spectacular. Um, He definitely found a Huttese translator and recorded that. So that's our fanfic intro. So here we are. We're back again. Last week, we were talking about uh, the Grand Moff Tarkin, a.k.a. mostly Jake, rewrite of um, episode nine. Uh, And we're just running through the whole thing. Now, eventually, we're going to make this a big, full audio production. But for now, we just wanted to do a couple episodes. And also, that might be a while from now because production on this kind of thing takes a long time. So what we wanted to do is run through the whole script for you, the listener, and mostly for us, the not the speaker, I guess. The the speakers. speakers. (laughs) Speakers. Just so that we have the whole thing the in our head. The moffing talkers. The moffing talkers. That's been a while. Um, but we wanted to get this whole thing in our head to make sure it's something we like and that we want to record. And so far, it's been going great. So this it's is part two great. of that. We're going to continue on with this script. Um, cool. Well, we're going to pick up where we left off then. Um, and I'm excited to get past this particular scene. It is Me rewritten too. a little bit. <laughs> oh, the dregs of this script. Are we done yet? Right. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to get past this scene because we we did an earlier version of this on the show before. We kind of sped through it. But after this, I don't think you guys have heard anything. No, from I don't think so. The, basically the main thrust of the actual story. I've heard it all, guys. She's heard pretty much all of it because <laughs> I'm insecure and I'm like, well, is this good? <laughs> Yes, like, honey. honey. It's good. Honey, wow. your Star Wars fan fiction for your podcast is good. <laughs> How many times do You're I the best you writer. <laughs> You're the best writer in the world. I, I wrote... don't let anybody else tell you differently. That is exactly right. So everything's normal with me, and we're going to continue <laughs> on this project. Um, okay. So where we left off... Um, there was a force bond between Kylo and Rey, kind of instigated by Luke. And Luke, little info about what Kylo's been looking for, that he hinted to Rey earlier about bringing an end to the wills, the will of the force. What does that mean? Rey searches the Jedi texts, 
finds a symbol that reminds her of the symbol she saw on Octo in the watering hole. <laughs> I'm assuming that's where Luke would bend down on his knees every day and lap up some water. Not milk? Not not milk. <laughs> he would lap up milk directly from the tit, of course. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and now... <laughs> He did not lap from the tit. He, he lapped he, from the tit. He, no. He, he suckled from the tit. He suckled from the tit. That's into the, right. Into the bottle. And then the bottle, the bottle. The he did suckle from the bottle. From which the teat did pour. Yes. Okay. So anyway, to, to translate the Jedi text, they're going to need somebody who knows a lot of languages. Uh-oh, mm. it's 3PO, and he's a little annoying sometimes. So... um. We'll just start this scene from the beginning. Yeah. Close on C-3PO's shiny hands moving along the pages of the Jedi texts. A blue light moves along the page. Pull out to reveal the texts are scattered along a great round table in a large antechamber. R2 scans the pages as 3PO translates. Uh, Knights of the round table vibes. This whole thing is a big castle and it's cool. I didn't put that in the script, but I should have. (laughs) Oh my, it is such an honor to be of service, I must say. R2 squeaks. Nobody's paying attention to 3PO. His voice trails off. Poe, Rose, Ray, and Finn are next to 3PO mid-argument. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. Kylo Ren was in your room? In unison, Rose, Ray, and Finn all give a half-hearted explanation. So they're going to talk about yeah. He's not it's really so there. They just get each other through the like force or something. Or yeah, what they said. Poe looks to Rose and Finn. So you two knew about this? We're, We're close. friends. Poe looks to Ray, offended. We're not friends? Of course we're friends. You just don't. It's because it's Force stuff, isn't it? I saw Luke Skywalker project himself across the galaxy, saw you lift a million rocks, and you don't think I can handle Force stuff? That's not what I said. I'm just trying to figure out if he knows where our base is. Oh, and Jasmine is rose. This is why we didn't tell you. He can't no, see my man, surroundings. He can't see where she I is. It's just his, like, pardon so the interruption, no. but I do believe I have translated the information suggested by Master Luke. R2 projects the writings and symbols he scanned from the pages of the Jedi text, and the room is awash in a mystical blue glow. I don't know why my energy is so different this episode. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is said that in the realm of Ashla exist the wills. The Force guides the Jedi, and the wills guide the Force. Prophecies, visions, destiny itself dictated by the will of the... The drama deflates. Wills. I apologize, it is a bit confusing. Hold up, so everything we do is being controlled by these things? Ray looks at some of the translated text floating before her. The galaxy is a river... The wills are the current. Is it just me, or does it sound like these aren't the good guys? Rose touches her necklace, the reminder of her sister. I've always believed everything happened for a reason. And you can swim against the current. But if everything we do is predetermined... Maybe not everything. So they just intervene when it's convenient for them? During all this, BB-8 looks back and forth between all the arguing parties. Yeah, are we sure we don't want these things destroyed? History keeps repeating itself. Maybe it's because they want it that way. Poe points at Finn. This guy gets it. Or maybe they're guiding us. We've always known the Force has a will. 
So it willed Ray and I to become orphans, allowed the war to happen, the First Order to rise? I do say it should be reiterated that these are myths, ancient legends. So was Luke. Everyone stops arguing and looks at her. For a moment this confuses her, then Ray realizes they're seeking her guidance, her understanding. She's the last Jedi now, and she searches for some sort of confidence that she can provide that. She closes her eyes, drawing on what little knowledge she has. Throughout the galaxy, there are thin places. The fabric between the world of the Force and Oz is more permeable, and because of that, the Force is stronger. This is stuff you got from those Jedi books? A quick flash to Rey in the dark cave on Octo. Experience. This place, this Ashla, the Force is stronger there than anywhere in the galaxy. If someone like Kylo Ren gained control of it... The group seems to understand this. This is beyond anything we've ever known. But what I do know is... The Force brought us together. Brought Luke back to save us. Helped us build all of this. Behind them, Leia emerges from a stone spiral staircase, unbeknownst to the group. She hears Rey and smiles. If the legends are true... Anakin Skywalker brought balance, light, dark, the galaxy can choose, but if Kylo Ren succeeds, there will be nothing binding that balance together. The dark side will consume the galaxy. And everything we've worked for will be lost. This sinks in with the group. Leia walks up and joins them. Master Leia. General. Permission to stop your son from tearing apart the universe? Permission granted. So, how do we get there? Ashla? According to this, the ancient Jedi believed Ashla was a realm of the spiritual, beyond our physical universe. They tried to study this realm in an ancient facility, in a place called Edenai, in the Unknown Regions. Of course. That's BB-8. <laughs> <laughs> the Unknown Regions are impossible to navigate. Solar winds, gravity wells... Unless you have exact coordinates, there's no way to make it through. First Order did it. Now everyone turns to Finn. That's where they hid out, after Endor and Jakku. Story was, the Emperor hid coordinates of the unknown in secret bases called observatories, in the event of his death, a contingency plan for the Empire to rebuild. So those coordinates are still out there. Old news. We tried infiltrating those observatories before the New Republic got blown to hell. Show them, BB. BB-8 is happy to finally be of use. He projects a green holographic layout of an observatory. Reinforced underground bunkers, heavily guarded. And this is uh, Riley. Okay. That was before you had men on the inside. The group turns. A member of Wraith Squadron enters the room and joins the table. The leader, PT-4878, Pitt, has their attention. Only one base left after Starkiller. But I got a buddy there who's eager to do something good for once. Where's the base? Maker Canyon, Jakku. Uh, everybody, uh, Rose, Finn, Ray, and Poe all groan. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, apparently we don't like Jakku. So Poe Dameron says this to Ray. What, you never saw the big military base next door? It's a big planet, and I tried not to, or sorry, I tried to not stray far from home. Finn can see Ray wants to change the subject. 
The problem isn't what to do when we're inside. The problem is getting past the gate. Poe opens his mouth to speak, without blowing everything up, getting caught, and tracked back to base. All right, so we play a little dress-up. We've done this before. And they noticed. Since your last infiltration, First Order's really beefed up security. Full-body scans on anybody with a pulse and any droids since the Clone Wars. This stumps the group. For a moment. What about droids built before the Clone Wars? Why? You got any antiques lying around? The group turns to R2 and 3PO. The two look at each other. Cut to interior resistance docking bay. Rose and a small two-foot-tall resistance alien are putting the finishing touches on new black and red paint jobs for R2 and 3PO. BB-8 looks on jealously. Oh, and so uh, Poe Dameron turns and speaks quietly to Leia. And Riley's going to love this. Oh, boy. I know you all go way back, but are we sure these two clunkers are up for it? Never underestimate a droid. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, what a funny line. Rey is in her quarters packing up, and in the chest, next to the Jedi text, she sees the broken remains of Anakin's saber. Quick flashes of Rey screaming, pulling the saber from Kylo back on the Supremacy. Another scream when fighting the Praetorian guards. To her anger as she fought Kylo on Starkiller base, in Luke wor- Luke's words from Octo Echo, he went straight to the dark. She shakes it off and heads for the door. But the looks is evident. I'm going to read that typo. <laughs> the looks is evident on her face. I'm not ready for this. She closes the chest, rejecting it. Finn sees her storm out of her room. He eyes the chest. Back in the hangar, the gang packs up and gets into the Falcon. Ray and Leia remain behind for a moment. I know you heard what I said last night about balance. I I don't know if I believed a word I said. Ray. Luke may have been wrong about what or about the Jedi needing to end, but he wasn't wrong about the legacy. If they all failed, why wouldn't I? I'm not balanced. I'm not. Leia embraces Rey, and it takes Rey a few seconds to give in to the hug. Rey, never be afraid of who you are. Interior Millennium Falcon. Our four heroes walk through the halls of the Falcon. A spark flies from a panel, and Rose gets to work. Finn slides down to the gunner's seat. Poe and Chewie head to the cockpit, but Rey stays behind looking contemplative. Poe notices. Ray, you're up. Ray gives a thin smile. You take it. I just... I need to think. Poe walks up to her and gives her a friendly slap on the shoulder. We're pilots. This is how we think. They exchange smiles. He's right. She needs this. Poe takes a seat on the couch and kicks his legs up. Ray takes her seat next to Chewie in the cockpit. Chewie gives a nod of approval. May the force be with us. Falcon lifts off the ground and flies steadily out of the hangar, skimming the waves as it leaves the cliffside base behind. It flies up through the clouds, the uplifting score suddenly interrupted by Wipe 2 Interior Kylo's Star Destroyer. Kylo and his knights storm in through the hissing steel doors to the bridge of the destroyer. All of the First Order officers, including Hux, stiffen up and salute. Supreme Leader. Access the Imperial records. Pull up everything we have on Ashla. A system? An advantage. The one we've been seeking. He paces as his knights guard the door. 
In his fervor, he doesn't notice Hux and the higher-ups from earlier, uh, exchanging uneven glances. The director and Grand Admiral look nervous, irritated. Another one of Kylo's wild bantha chases. But General Hux gives them a look of reassurance. Hux shoes one of the grunt workers away from her station and sits in front of her computer terminal. He side-eyes Kylo, who doesn't seem to notice him. He quickly enters in some information and pulls up a star chart and grins to himself, just like the Emperor said. Hux clears his throat and attempts to appear spontaneous. <coughs> Supreme Leader, I found it. Kylo strides to the terminal, pushing Hux aside. He begins studying the readouts. Not a physical place, sir, but Sith holocrons describe a potential passage to this Ashla on an old Jedi outpost called Edenheim. Impressive, General. Download the... Download the navigation charts to the unknown regions from the observatory on Jakku. First Order officers begin inputting computations on a holographic overlay of a convoluted map begins to... Sorry, and a holographic overlay of a convoluted map begins to unfold over the bridge window. I don't remember who Director Baron is. I think it might be Jasmine, actually. I think it's Jasmine. And she's choking down his her disrespect. <laughs> With all due respect, Supreme Leader, what... May I ask, is this advanced? The rebels will be heading to Jakku to try and edit. My gosh, I can't speak! Ah. <laughs> the dead speak! The dead speak. The rebels will be headed to Jakku to try to intercept the map. We cannot delete the records remotely. I'm aware. The terrorists will be able to get past our security, Supreme Leader, I assure you. Yet, they always do. If the Force wills it, they'll always find a way. The officers have no idea what he's talking about. We must reach Edenai before the Resistance. Prepare for a player. <laughs> oh, uh, prepare the fleet for immediate passage through the unknown. Back up all observatory data to this ship. As for Jakku... My knights will take care of it. The Knights of Ren tighten their grip on their weapons, finally a task worthy of their power. Wipe to Jakku, Makar Canyon, Sundown. A small canoe moves through a murky river. The river winds through a forest of rusted-out Adat walkers, frozen in time mid-step. The sand dunes are scattered with the things, their rusted metal panels leaking moss and ivy. In the boat, two hooded passengers row, a metal shipping container between them. As they pass beneath the Adat legs, they see, growing ever closer, a large outpost. A radio frequency begins ringing out in one of the hooded figure's ears. She touches it, and a voice fizzles through the comm. How close are you guys? The hooded woman turns toward the camera, reeling her profile. It's... <sighs> closer than the last time you asked. The other passenger leans forward into a thin beam of sun passing through one of the hollowed-out walkers above. It's Finn, who notices the shadow of a small creature in the distance. It quickly hides behind a rock. Did you see that? I don't sense anything. Finn looks concerned. He presses his finger to his ear. How are those gunner repairs coming along? Intercut conversation. We see Poe and Shuey in the cockpit of the Falcon, which is perched on a rock mass far in the distance. Rose wears goggles, welding things into place in the top gunner that was taken out in the opening bombing mission. It's... So you're allowed to ask for updates, but I'm not? If you wanted to be on the ground, you should have said something. I didn't want to be on the ground. I wanted to be in the air. This is neither. 
<laughs> Ray and Finn are approaching the gates where two sand troopers stand guard. We're there, all right, just... Trooper One stomps his foot on the front of the canoe, bringing it to a halt. This should be... old Riley. State your business, scavenger. So, Ray is speaking in an alien language subtitled, but you can speak English. I'll, I'll allow it. Okay, what do I say? The lines. I just... <laughs> Where? No, sorry, right here. Oh, okay. I just, like, in the movie, it would... Oh, I see, yeah, I yeah. see, okay. Looking for portions, we have scraps to sell. Let's see. Oh, that's you. <laughs> There's two of them. <laughs> Let Riley speak. <laughs> Let the girl speak. All right, you're one, I'm two. Okay. Let's see it. Finn opens the metal container. It hisses open, revealing the dismantled bodies of 3PO and R2. Those are first order colors. Where did you find these? Out by the sinking fields. The troopers look at each other for a second before turning back to the scavengers. Guess that's what we get for sending deadbolts out to do a men's work. Move along. Finn and Ray stand, hoisting the container with the droids. Trooper 2 suddenly realizes something and jabs his long bayonet into Finn's chest before they can step out of the canoe. Wait a minute. You! Let's see under the hood! Finn turns slightly to Ray. Ray slowly reaches for her saber. Hey! You heard him! Let's see your face. We just saw... Oh, sorry. We're, uh, there doesn't have to be any trouble. Her hand touches the saber hilt. Her thumb moves toward the button. The trooper leans down and swipes at Finn's hood. It falls, revealing his face. Aha! I'd recognize that traitorous mug anywhere. Which means you must be the scavenger! Before Ray can withdraw her saber, Sand Trooper 2 jolts. Trooper 1 backs up, astonished. He seizes with electricity before falling into the river. First his knees, then his torso. When his torso hits the water, we see the source behind him. BB-8. He stands defiantly with a small electrified prod protruding from one of his compartments. <laughs> Ray waves her hand in front of the trooper. He slackens, totally in her control. You knocked out your friend. I knocked out my friend. You're going to take a long walk that way and think about what you've done. I'm going to take a long walk that way and think about what I've done. Trooper 1 starts walking off south on the edge of the river, away from town. Ray turns her attention to BB-8. BB-8, what are you doing here? BB-8 gives a sarcastic series of beeps as his head points to the collapsed guard. Somehow he shrugs with the tilt of his head. Ray and Finn look at each other, then back to the droid. Fair enough. Cut to a few minutes later, Finn and Ray lug the box through a bustling crowd of junk-adorned aliens, BB-8 rolling closely behind them. This is a more populated area than Nima Outpost. We see shanty houses built out of scrap and hollowed-out ships. Not only is it more populated, there's a First Order presence now. Scattered troopers patrol. That mind-control thing you did back there. Um, what about it? Isn't that kind of messed up? They stop walking. Ray raises an eyebrow. An eyebrow. <laughs> Jesus. Ray raises. That's a hard sentence. Ray raises an eyebrow at Finn. I think with somebody's head like that. Ray takes a beat to think about it. Maybe. She starts walking again, pulling the container, and thus Finn. They duck into an alleyway and begin weaving through junk scrap alleyways and narrows. You ever do that to us? Of course not. Finn can't let it go. So why do you do it? You know why the 
Jedi do it. Ray doesn't have time for this. Because it works. How do you expect me to learn if you never teach me anything? They stop again. Ray is at a loss for words. Ray, come on, we both know what's going on. She gives a nod. Been dancing around this for too long. After a beat. You're right, but I don't know what to do about it. BB-8 says something like, uh, don't we have more important things going on? Just We're give us having a, a moment, man. Freeze. I guess I'll be... Uh, do you want to be this guy, somebody else? Did we establish? Uh, <laughs> who's, who's Taz? Is that Zeke? I don't remember. I know I was Pit. You're Pit. Am I Taz? Yeah. Okay. You can be Taz. Freeze! The group... The group... Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> the group swivels around to see a stormtrooper. Blaster pointed. In the narrow alley, there's nowhere... Oh my god! The group swivels around to see a stormtrooper, blaster pointed. In the narrow alley, there's nowhere to run. I changed my mind. Mind tricks are fine. <laughs> the defector and the scavenger. Pit said then he lowers coming. his blaster. Pitt said you were coming. <laughs> yeah. The trooper takes off his helmet. TZ1992. Taz. I hear we have droids. Is that because you were born in 1992, Jake? <laughs> Stop! You don't know things like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's convenient. I was oh. born in 1992. <laughs> I'm not a mathematician. I'm surprised Ray it's not and... JC 1992. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should have done. I, actually, I'm looking close. His name is Jacob Kreitz. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ray and Finn both slack and relieved. A little later in an alleyway, the four are putting the finishing touches on rebuilding R2 and 3PO. Any reason you couldn't access the records yourself? Been restricted to guard duty and subordination. Shocker, right? I get these two... I get these two to the <laughs> observatory gate, but... That's more than enough. Thank you. I know it's not easy. Taz stops like he's trying to get his balance. I'm freaking out. Like, seriously? You? FN2187? The story's about you, man. The... Just as Finn is growing uncomfortable with the adoration, Ray screws one last bolt into place on 3PO. His eyes begin to light up. Please, Tupaka, I beg you anything but that dreadful conti- Oh, damn me, are we there already? BB-8 puts the finishing touch on R2, and he squeaks to life. So R2-D2 says some sassy things. Do you remember the mission? R2-D2 also says some sassy things. I'm afraid so. Cut to exterior Sith Observatory, Jakku. 3PO and R2 descend a rocky pathway. Behind them, a First Order gate flanked by stormtroopers. Ahead of them, a long downward path leading to what looks like a dome jutting out of the sand. This is the Observatory, a primarily underground database. The duo moves through the Observatory, passing between First Order droids and troopers. I have a bad feeling about this, R2. Well, more so than usual, then. The two pass through the scanners at the entrance without being registered. They step onto a large freight elevator, which begins descending a long, long way below the surface. All we need is one map now, R2. This didn't take more than a moment. The elevator creaks to a halt, and the doors open, revealing a truly massive facility with seemingly endless amounts of maze-like hallways. Two moments, perhaps. Macar Canyon, beyond the outpost. Ray and Finn stand on a sand dune overlooking the observatory. Finn kneels down and stretches his hand out to the sand. It begins lifting up, and he twirls it in the air above his hand, testing his force powers. Ray isn't paying attention, though. Come on, come on. Finn drops the sand and stands up. 
I remember when you couldn't wait to come back to this place. He doesn't have to ask the obvious question. What changed? All those wasted years, flying on the surface, imprisoning myself. I thought there was something here that I needed. But I found it somewhere else. If you hadn't stayed, you wouldn't have found it. This sinks in with Ray. I would have crashed here, alone. TIE fighters would have come. But we had each other. If that's not the will of the Force, I don't know what is. They smile at each other. On her face, we see conflict. Admiration at his optimism. Doubt about whether or not things are that simple. But despite it all, resolve. Finn, I... Ray is interrupted by a low scream, almost a whisper. She turns around, but she can't find the source. It echoes again, this time louder. We've heard this before. In Force Awakens and Mass's Bar, in The Last Jedi by the Jedi Library. She recognizes it. It's her scream. When she was a girl, it seems to call her. Over a hill in the distance, Ray begins walking toward it, transfixed. And apparently I forgot to delete the second part because I say the same thing. <laughs> Ray. Stay here. Finn and BB-8 look at each other, disconcerted. Cut to interior Sith Observatory, close on a data port being hacked by R2. The circular port spins and adjusts to the little droid scomplink. Troopers pass by uninterested. I don't care if they're backing up the data at some other location. We are at this location, and... At last, a bearing. Lead the way, old friend. I can scarcely stand another minute in this garish coat of paint. Uh, Riley, you want to take this? You there. Two droids turn around, startled. The source of the voice, a First Order officer, marches up to them. What's your make and model? Cut to interior Millennium Falcon. Close on a radar on the Falcon's dish, it begins beeping. Poe leans in, checking the radar. His eyes quickly turn to the skies. Out of the bay window, he sees a dark ship entering the atmosphere. Rose dashes up behind Poe and Chewie. Knights of Ren. From the dark ship, two small fighters deploy, sleek like small daggers. Poe and Chewie immediately begin preparing the ship for liftoff. I hate these guys. Hatu, Jakku, Desert, Makar Canyon. Finn's calm crackles in his ear. Get ugly. <laughs> Whoa, what? Who's ugly? Knights of Rin have entered the atmosphere. It's about to get ugly. Uh-oh. Finn runs back up to the hill overlooking the observatory. Do we... Do they know we're here? Rose slides down to the gunner seat as the Falcon speeds toward one of the daggers. They're about to. Why isn't Ray responding? Cut to Jack Desert Wasteland. Ray hears the messages, but switches off her calm. She's following other voices. Sand begins to kick up. A storm's blowing in. And an old lady says that her knees are aching. <laughs> Through the heat rays <laughs> and blowing sand, she sees what at first looks like just another scrap pile. But she gets closer... As she gets closer, its true form takes shape. A graveyard, random bits of scrap sticking out of the ground, serving as gravestones. One in particular calls to her. Nothing remarkable about it. A charred radar dish next to a hundred other random graves. She kneels before it, her eyes narrow in anger. Back in the Sith Observatory, the First Order officer is in the middle of a confusing exchange with our two droid heroes. Speaking of bizarre alien language. That's it. Off to reprogramming the both of you useless hunks of... Bom, bom, bom. Red lights start flashing and alarm starts blaring. The First Order officer turns around, startled. Oh, another bloody drill at a time like this. Pew. 
forward. Suddenly, a blast of fire is heard around the corner. Sparks fly. Troopers scream out in pain. The look on, their, on the officer's face says it all. Oh, snap. I use a curse word. <laughs> and the flashes... <laughs> In the flashes of sparks and floodlight, silhouettes can be seen. Four of the Knights of Ren. He turns back around. The droids are gone. Uh, we follow R2 and 3PO. They're scurrying through the halls. Stormtroopers race past them. Will this misery never end? R2-D2, shut up and run. We're almost there. If I keep running like this, my joints will start leaking. As they run, the Knights wreak havoc behind them, destroying every trooper and officer on board. As they go, they lean down and rip the helmets off the corpses, looking for the resistance members. R2 and 3PO dodge a scourge of blaster fire as they duck down an alleyway. Hurry! Back in the Jakku skies, the Millennium Falcon. The Falcon is hot on the night dagger's tail. Uh, Rose attempting to blast it out of the sky. The dagger dips down and begins blasting Makar outposts, the shanties and shops exploding into sparks and flames. They're going scorched earth. Because Kylo's crazy, that's why. Back in the wasteland, Finn runs through the storm, calling out to Rey. It's almost impossible to see. He cries out, but can barely hear his own voice. In the grave, Rey reaches out and touches the grave. Images begin to flash before her. She sees them through the sandstorm, living visions unfolding. Uh, a man pushes a young girl to the ground, sand kicking up. It's young Rey and a man, her father, maybe. Because you're a freak. Dad! <laughs> oh, you have no father. Ray winces, tears welling up, but not sadness, anger. Another flash. Her mother is sitting on the end of a bed, wobbling, drunk. A cup falls from her hand. Just talk to me. There's nothing to say. Another flash. One she's seen before. Her parents leaving in an old rickety ship. Come back! A hand pulls her away. Uncar Plut. Quiet, go! Ray grits her teeth, pushing out the visions. Without lifting a finger, the radar dish grave begins to crush in on itself like a tin can. She sees with anger the dark side, but it doesn't feel like darkness. It feels like basic empathy. How could anyone treat a child like that? You did come back, and you didn't even look for me. She wails in anger, raises her blade into the air, ignites it, and plunges her saber into the ground where the grave once was. After a beat, she looks up. There's someone watching. The storm obscures the horizon, but a figure stands in the near distance, clear as day, Kylo Ren. Also, my drunk mother sounds very much like a man. <laughs> well, <laughs> cut to interior, Kylo's destroyer. Kylo glares ahead with menace. A smile creeps upon his face. His men look on, confused. They can't see what he's seeing. Hux knows the drill by now, though. He walks up to Kylo with a measure of trepidation. Supreme Leader, we mustn't be distracted. We're halfway to... Turn it around. The higher-ups are stunned. This is ridiculously impetuous, even for Kylo Ren. Turn it around. The rest of the fleet can, continu can continue, but we're going to Jakku. I, I think pride is Zeke. For what reason would we possibly... The girl can be turned. Rey sees this, intercut between Rey and Kylo's perspective. She's weak, angry. The dark side surrounds her. Supreme Leader, the knights are more capable of... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Kylo stretches his hand out viciously, raising Baron in the air. Baron ga grasps at his throat as his trachea closes in. General Pride slides back to his station. Charging your course for Jakku, sir. Cut to Jakku Skies, Millennium Falcon. 
Falcon is being chased by the two knight's daggers weaving through the rusted Adat forest. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah? Watch this. Poe turns his falcon sideways, a la Anakin and the Padres, and slinks between the two Adat legs. The daggers, oops, effortlessly follow suit and even get a couple shots in. I know, I know, <laughs> sorry, that usually works. Rose turns around in the gunner seat. Keep him low, I have an idea. Falcon does a complete loop, threading through the hull of one of the walkers and then diving down to ground level. Rose starts shooting at the Adat knee joints, causing them to buckle. Good thinking, Rose. Yeah, get ready to pull up. One last burst from the cannon causes the Adats behind them to collapse on the night daggers. Falcon swoops up toward the sky as the daggers are crushed by the scrap. She cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Can't celebrate yet. Finn, Ray, you gotta get those droids out of there. Quick shots of Finn. He looks at the distant wasteland where Ray disappeared and briefly conflicted. Instead, he grips his blaster and runs toward the observatory. Cut to interior, Sith Observatory. A small dotted progress bar on the front of R2 fills up with green as the map data loads into him. Behind them, the sounds of carnage cry out. Quick shots of the Knights of Ren pushing stormtroopers with their medieval weapons and... The fours? <laughs> R2-T2. Almost there. Holy R2, the dread those dreadful things are closing in on... Bang. A blaster bolt hits 3PO's right arm, detaching it and causing the poor droid to collapse to the ground. R2 cries and his head swivels around to see the Knights of Ren. R2 quickly closes the panel, showing the download progress, which has just hit 100%. Cardo Ren raises his blaster, but Ushar Ren puts her hand on it, lowering it. I Is think that's Jasmine. Me? Okay. okay. Wait. She walks up to R2, examines him closely. This is it. The spy. The other knights look at her curiously. I know this one. An old friend of our master. Before our true names were found. She looks at the collapsed 3PO. Bring them both. The master will be most pleased. Cut to Jakku Skies, Millennium Falcon. The Falcon is heading toward the observatory where the Knight's lead ship hovers overhead. Where the hell are Finn and Rey? If we don't take out the lead ship, we may not find out. Kid stuff, we've taken out bigger ships than this. Just then, Kylo's Star Destroyer booms into the atmosphere. Ties filter out. Why do I bother opening my mouth? Cut to Jakku Desert Wasteland. Finn is overwhelmed, lost, confused. Sorry, not Wasteland, Interior Observatory. He runs through the halls of the observatory, stunned at the destruction. He looks at the trooper bodies, helmets off. Human beings, roped into a life they had no say in, like he used to be. He tries not to be distracted. He calls out for the droids. 3PO! R2! Something in the corner of his eye, a small glint in the flickering floodlights. He leans in, or he leans down, it's 3PO's arm, still sparking. He collapses to his knees. They've got him! Quick cut to Poe. He can't hear a thing, just a few scattered syllables. What? Finn, I can't... The reception down there... From Finn's perspective, this just comes through as gibberish. Finn cries out in anger, punches the computer terminal, and begins to rush back out. But he sees something up ahead. A dead trooper among a pile of dead troopers. But this one's glove has been burnt half off in the blaster fire. There's a resistance ring on his finger. Taz. He winces grits his teeth, clenching his eyes shut. Then he opens them briefly, remembering something. Or maybe it's an instinct. He closes his eyes and takes a calm breath, searching for something in the Force. 
to Jakku Wasteland. Ray is lost in the sandstorm. There's no visibility, no landmarks. Suddenly, an image breaks through the sweeping sands, something dark coming closer. Suddenly, she pinpoints it. Through the sandstorm, she sees a dark shape descending, Kylo's ship. Wide. He exits, and the two stand off, far away but focused on each other, hands hovering centimeters over their weapons like a duel in the Old West. You'll never turn me. I don't have to. You're already there. The anger, the hatred, all that's left is to embrace it. You have nothing to offer me. You, with your cruelty. The Force demands cruelty. Cruelty! <laughs> Cutie! The f- Cuties! <laughs> Force demands cuties! Well, again. that's true, yes. It does. The Force demands cruelty. The New Republic rose as villages burned, women and children slaughtered while Luke and Leia built their paradise. While my parents loved me, yours threw you away. Ray doesn't know how to refute this. She staggers back as Kylo encroaches upon her. What did you expect to find here? That I'd lied to you? No. There is no revelation, no great secret. There's only you. Ray from nobody. Ray from nowhere. He steps closer. This is the price of the balance the Skywalkers fought for. Darkness and light in equal measure. He's right in front of her now, so close they could embrace. You know it's true. Luke said it himself. The Jedi need to end. The Sith need to end. And when the wills end, the Force can finally be free. Again, Rey is stunned silent. Stunned silent, even. She averts her eyes. She suspected the same things herself. The Force binds us, you and me, even as it drives us apart. Balance. But I traveled halfway around the galaxy just to speak face to face, because I care, Rey. Kylo touches her hair. She doesn't stop him. But she doesn't give in. The Jedi forbid attachment, forbid love. Let's let the old ways die and make something new. He stretches out his hand. Together. Cut to Jakku Skies, Millennium Falcon. Bam, a TIE fighter goes down, but another one is straight ahead. The Falcon guns straight for it. A game of chicken. Come on, Flinch. At the last second, the TIE Fighter veers out of the way and Poe barrel rolls. Peppy the Hare is very proud, knocking the TIE's wing <laughs> off its axis. As it spins out of control, Rose picks it off. <laughs> They've got a whole fleet in that destroyer. We're going to need backup until the droids make it out. We can't bring the resistance here. They could track us. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the extra. <sighs> it's not ready. And without BB... We don't have a choice. <laughs> this isn't about being a hero, damn it. It's about buying our friend's time. The Knights of Ren escort the disabled droids to their ship. Poe hands the controls over to Chewie, who looks perfectly happy to take the lead. Poe climbs up to the top gunner, or what we think is the top gunner. Basically, and the top of the Falcon breaks away. Wings spread out, and a jerry-rigged X-Wing emerges from the top of the Falcon, flown by Poe. Cut to Jakku Wasteland, close on Kylo's hand. Rey watches it, watches him. For a moment, she closes her eyes. She hears her former screams, her parents' abuse, but those sounds begin to dissipate into the wind. She sees Finn, meditating. 
His eyes shoot open. Rays do too. You know what you have to do. I do. In a split second, her saber is ignited and in mid-swing. He barely manages to parry the swing. They begin fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Fighting! And as the storm clears, we see the remains of a massive crash star destroyer just behind them. In the skies, the X-Wing and the Falcon work in tandem to defend the observatory, taking out TIE fighters. Suddenly, though, they see the Knight's transport ship rising up toward Kylo's destroyer. If they're pulling out... They must have found the droids. Criff, Finn, Ray, come in, come in! He rips off his headset in anger, but Chewie growls. He's getting something on his reader. What? What do you mean you're getting data? Close on R2. Two knights stand at his side, but a small panel on his front shows a progress bar as data is uploaded to the Falcon. Cross-cut to the progress bar on the Falcon's dash. And I just remember that this part I have had some half-baked idea in it that uh, don't worry about. <laughs> but okay. and it just still do the way. I was really worried, but I'm now I'm not going to be. <laughs> so I'm glad you told me. Riley was going to really lay out. Yeah, yeah. Crosscut to the progress bar and the Falcon's dash. Did you say do read the lines or don't read the lines? Read them, but yeah. (laughs) Never underestimate a droid. Great job, R2. Dang, we got to keep the lead ship in Atmo or else we're going to lose that signal. Switching to burst charges. The burst charge thing was like I had this idea like oh what was cool if like the Falcon had like these like non lethal rounds it just like I don't know but it doesn't make any sense. I'm so worried. Rose, yeah, <laughs> I like the He's I worried. like the jetpack X wing thing that Poe's doing. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Cut to Jackie Wasteland Crash Destroyer. Ray and Kylo clash sabers as they work their through the turbine engine of a crash destroyer. Kylo uses the force to pull pieces of the wall and fling them at Rey. He summons his fury, stretches out his hand, and shoots force lightning at Rey. She dives out of the way. The lightning hits an exposed generator, and with the burst of electricity, it begins to power up. Quick pan to a computer readout next to the generator, displaying that the ship's artificial gravity has been engaged. There's a chasm leading to a cavernous pit below. Kylo leaps backward, trying to clear the enormous gap in a single bound. But in midair, the artificial gravity kicks in, and he's thrust against the wall, which is now the ground. Rey attempts to regain her footing as the gravity shifts. Her glance briefly flicks upward. She sprints toward the chasm, jumps, and in midair pulls an exhaust wire from the ceiling to herself. She swings from the cord like a vine and leaps at the apex of her swing. She attacks Kylo from above and lands behind him. She turns around and is intercepted by a swipe from Kylo's saber. She attempts to dodge it, but the scar just barely grazes her face, leaving her with a scar mirroring Kylo's. <laughs> She's on her knees. Kylo raises his hand in the air, palm outstretched, clenches his fist, and swings his arm down. The ceiling collapses on Rey. Almost. She raises her arms up, and with force just barely keeps a scrap pile from hitting her head. It hovers in place, inches away. I don't want this, Rey. Rey grunts, straining against the weight. She falters, and the scrap pile gets closer. I don't want to kill you. You want to kill me. That's the darkness in you. Your attempts to reject it. That conflict, it causes anger. But if you embrace it, that conflict... Kylo flicks his hand, and the scrap pile flies away from Rey. She collapses, exhausted. Just goes away. You're just conflicted. Not about you. Crosscut to a uh, TIE fighter hits the X-drop. Poe begins spinning out of control. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And 
The Falcon Falcon veers towards the X-Wing. Rose takes uh, out the ship that took out Poe's wing. (laughs) Poe grips uh, the controls for dear life and is able to just barely stabilize the extra. And leans to one side. I got a really stupid idea, but it's the only idea I got. It better not be. It is. We didn't even work. It didn't even work when we practiced. Just do it! Rose scrambles up the ladder. Chewie growls and pulls the brake. The Falcon slips behind the X-Drop. Poe pops the cockpit open. A tie approaches dead ahead. He jumps. The X-Drop flies into the tie. Poe lands harshly on the Falcon's roof. Rose opens the port just in time for Poe to awkwardly roll inside. The tie explodes. Cut to the Star Destroyer. Kylo approaches Rey. Mirroring the shot of Vader approaching Luke from Empire Strikes Back. The old Force Weirder. We- weirders. <laughs> <laughs> the old like Force Weirders. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the old Force Wielders created meaningless divisions, light and dark. We're neither, Ray. We don't have to be. Ray stands to her feet, barely able to stand. I don't know what we have to be. But I know I can't be you. In an instant, Ray ignites her saber. It's so sudden, he couldn't sense it coming. And in one swift motion, she slices off Kylo's hand. His lightsaber goes flying. Kylo cries out in pain, grasping at his cauterized stump where his right hand used to be. In a rageful panic, he thrusts out his left hand, calling the saber back to him. But it flies past him into the hands of Finn. And everyone's like, yeah! Finn stands triumphantly at the edge of the crevice, and Rey looks on with admiration, but not shock, like she sensed him coming. Kylo's eyes darken, almost impossible to spare. Finn ignites Kylo's saber and smirks. Come get it. Rey and Finn begin dueling Kylo, and he uses only the force to defend himself, freezing them, using lightning, tearing the destroyer apart, throwing pieces at them. The gravity generator begins to sputter as it's hit with debris, which causes it to shift again. Eventually, it becomes clear that Kylo is losing. Ray and Finn are in sync, and Kylo is on his knees. Finish it! Finn and Ray step back. Kill me! Do it! With much of the destroyer torn apart, Poe's signal is able to get through, and Ray and Finn's comms begin crackling on. You guys, we've got 3PO and Art. Ray and Finn look at each other. I, I want this. He appears to mean it. Finn steps forward. He holds the lightsaber to Kylo's neck. There's a moment, or there's a look of malice on his face, but it dissipates with a moment of clarity. He tosses the lightsaber to Kylo. I've wasted enough time hating you. He walks away, starts jogging toward the exit. Ray waits a moment longer, but eventually follows Finn. Kylo, exhausted, looks on, rageful, completely embarrassed. Yada yada, the Falcon finishes receiving R2's transmission. They now have the exact coordinates to eat or not. Falcon swoops down, picks up BB-8, Ray, and Finn. The Knights, I was too late. They got R2 and 3PO. Ray looks ashamed, dejected. If she wasn't distracted, maybe they could have saved the droids in time. We know, but R2 got us the map. So let's make the jump. We have a chance to beat the First Order to it. Our friends risked their lives for us. We can't leave them behind. They begin pursuing the Star Destroyer. So, cut to the bridge. Oh, I forgot uh, our old search and replace of the name has accidentally left Vizsla in there. It should be Ushar Ren. Is Baron dead? Uh, no. I thought that his 
windpipe got crushed. Uh, it was just a little crushed. <laughs> Started it's just a little crushed. crushed. Just so mostly now Jasmine, crushed. you have to do a raspy. Sorry. He got a boo boo. Just, just a partial crush. <laughs> he uh, should have like a like a dog cone on. Okay, so Ushar Ren has just finished presenting the droids to the leadership, Pride and Baron. Hux is mysteriously absent. Well done, Ushar. The Supreme Leader will be most pleased. R2 produces what appears to be a needle from one of his panels and begins poking 3PO's knee joints. What the? R2, I beg you, please stop. 3PO's knees begin leaking oil. R2 activates his his jet propulsors, lighting the oil on fire. A great plume of flames ignite, knocking the First Order higher-ups back. R2 and 3PO begin making their escape. Lock down all escape pods. They make their way to the escape pods. They get in, but the controls are locked. R2 attempts to override. What do you mean it won't activate? There must be some way to launch. Back in the Falcon. Um, the Falcon approaches the destroyer. Back in the destroyer, R2 begins exiting the escape pod. Quick cut to stormtroopers and the knights running through fiery hallways. R2 exits the escape pod and begins interacting with the terminal just outside of it. R2, what are you doing? R2 finishes the computations. The escape pod door slams down. 3PO looks at R2 through the thin slit of glass. R2, enough. You get in here this minute. R2 lets out a solemn whistle. 3PO understands. R2 leans his head against the glass. 3PO extends his arm, placing his hand against the window. One last moment of connection. For the first time, old friend, I don't know what to say. The escape pod ejects. Cut to... Millennium Falcon. Falcon approaches the destroyer when they see the escape pod jettisoning towards them. Inside the Falcon, Chewie roars at a readout on the dash. I knew they could do it. Hang on, you two. A little later, Ray and Finn are helping 3PO down the hatch. Where's R2? 3PO is distraught. All he can manage to do is lower his head. There's an explosion in the distant starscape. Everyone rushes to the bridge window. It came from the Star Destroyer, right where the escape pods launched. The whole group is speechless. BB-8 rolls up to 3PO and rests his head on his leg. I'll, uh, track the course. He pats 3PO on the shoulder and heads off to the cockpit. Finn looks to Rey, who is completely despondent. Screen wipe 2, Kylo's throne room, altar of Vader. Hux stands before Vader's helmet, uh, Palpatine's voice echoing through the room. The wills of the Force have altered my plan. Another vessel of light has risen to balance the rising dark. The Force demands a sacrifice. Kylo Ren must not make it to Eden Eye. What of his protectors? Sidious begins laughing maniacally. Cut to a short time later. Kylo storms in and quickly enters the medical bay. A hovering droid begins scanning his right hand, or where it used to be. Then it floats off to the corner and begins crafting a robotic replacement. He stares off, sensing something, a connection, familiar yet new. You see Ray in the cabin of the Falcon, Rose is tending to Ray's scar, and Finn looking up from the couch by the hollow chest table. Kylo clenches his eyes shut, forcing them out. He begins mouthing something, a plea, a prayer. Help me. Help me reject it, the, the call to the light. Another connection overwhelms him, his mother. Leia stands at the top of the resistance base tower, shrouded in shadow, but we hear her whisper. Ben. Like a reflex, Kylo leaps off the table, ignites his saber, begins smashing the wall panels, the droids. 
He squeezes his amputated wrist, letting the pain flow through him like he did back on Starkiller. And then he looks at his robotic hand, half-finished, sparking, sputtering. He wanted to be Vader. He's closer now than he's ever been before. He didn't know how empty it would be. Through the air, interrupting his rage, he hears another whisper. Vader's voice. Grandson. Kylo marches out of the medical bay, with the Knights of Ren are waiting. They follow him closely through the halls to his throne room. The helmet of Vader is prominent in the center, and sitting on the throne, Admiral Hux, flanked by General Pride and Director Baron and a dozen troopers at the ready. Kylo looks exhausted, barely able to manifest more rage. This has been a long time coming, Ren. Your petulance, your instability. We seek to bring order to the galaxy. And he looks knowingly to the Knights of Ren. The contingency has begun. The Knights of Ren snap to attention, all drawing their weapons and pointing them directly at Kylo. Before he can draw his weapon, two of the knights stretch out their arms and use the force to send Kylo crashing to the floor. He's stuck there as if bound by chains. This order is nothing without the dark side guiding it. No one can... From beyond space and time, a sinister laugh fills the room. All begin to hear it, though only Kylo looks surprised. The helmet begins to crumble, as if unable to contain whatever power lies inside. Delete that. The helmet is definitely intact later on in the movie, and that's important. The old chips paint fall. (laughs) Darth Sidious, he begins by using Vader's voice, then Snoke's, and then slowly morphs into his own. Pathetic young fool. Look at your squandered legacy. His voice seems to swirl around the room. Everyone follows it with their eyes. The blood of Vader coursing through you. Foolishly, I thought you could finish what he started. Kylo strains against the force. The knights lunge their weapons to Kylo's neck. I am the master of the Knights of Ren. You were. But as acolytes of the dark, it did not take long for them to find their true master. Ushar Ren raises her axe to slice Kylo's head off. Wait. All eyes turn to Hux. May I? The Dark Lord is amused. Of course. A reward for your loyalty, Admiral. Hux strides up to Kylo and produces his blaster. The end of the failed Skywalker bloodline deserves no ceremony. Hux's eyes are full of malicious delight. He spits on Kylo and stands defiantly over him. If only you'd learned your place. Bang. Hux fires but his mad smile quickly dissolves. Pan out to reveal that the blaster bolt is floating in place mere inches from Kylo's head. Kylo is visibly straining, the veins in his temples bulging, but with that mix of Anakin and Han, he can't help but quip. I am a slow learner. Kylo redirects the blaster bolt to one of the knights, binding him to the ground. Bang. The knight's helmet catches flame, and with the knights distracted, Kylo rolls away from them and springs to his feet. He ignites his saber. Hux blasts again, and Kylo deflects it, hitting Hux in the arm. The knights brandish their weapons. The generals and troopers point their blasters. He's completely surrounded. He stretches out his hand and attempts to crush Vader's helmet with the Force, but it won't budge like it's made of Duracrete. Kylo strains, and his hand retracts back in pain. Stoke was nothing. You may have destroyed my pompous disciple, but you will never destroy me. I have become one with death itself. And you are but a sacrifice, the Force demands. Kylo's eyes start around. It's impossible. No way forward. No way up or out. He looks at it to his feet, seemingly acknowledging the futility of it all. He deignites his saber and kneels to the ground. 
Good. And you merely heeded my instructions, you could have achieved greatness. But now, accepting death will be the only truly great thing you ever do. The knights walk up to Kylo. Hux is still reeling from being shot in the arm, and he sees that his chance to kill as his chance to kill Kylo Ren escapes him. Subtly, Kylo flicks a small slider on his saber, which he has pointed towards the floor. It deactivates the saber's cross guards. He speaks and hits the ignition on his uh, saber at the same time to mask the sound. I failed you, all of you. The floor begins to glow around the lightsaber. And I accept my fate. The knights surround Kylo. Dang it, Ushar Ren steps back and orders the two Force-sensitive knights. Bind him, so that there may be no tricks. Just as the two knights extend their hands, Ushar Ren notices the increasing glow around Kylo. Wait! But it's too late. As soon as they apply force to Kylo, the weakened ground breaks away and Kylo falls through. The knights step back. After him! Cut to tech room, Kylo's destroyer. Two troopers are kicked back, bored, helmets off at their workstations. I feel like it should be me and Riley. <laughs> I'll be trooper number one. Okay. You know what I used to do? I'd like stick my tongue out at him like this. Like, and he couldn't tell because of the... the helmet, right? I'd roll my eyes sometimes. I'm not going to miss him at all. Weird tantrums throwing stuff all over the, the ceiling above them crumbles and the two scatter back, quickly putting their helmets on. Kylo Ren emerges from the dust and scrap and oh they emerge from the dust and scrap he darts out of the room the two troopers look at each other nervously an alarm begins blaring out through the ship I uh, think we're supposed to chase him trooper one lies down in the corner by a pile of rubble I got knocked out by the debris that's my story yes he also lies down in the corner and plays dead, intercut between Kylo running through the halls and troopers chasing him. Over the alarm, an order comes through on the intercom from Armitage Hux. All hands on deck. Repeat, all hands on deck. Kylo Ren is a traitor and a seditionist. Stop him at all costs. Repeat, stop Kylo Ren at all costs. Kylo's sprinting through the decks toward the hangar where his ship is. The door begins to slow. He slides on his back and narrowly makes it before it slams shut. Troopers and generals fire at Ren, and he deflects using his saber, the force, anything he can. He's injured, shot multiple times. He's barely able to stagger to his ship. Cut to interior resistance base. Leia's headphones drop as she grasps... We, we get it. This is the scene from the Tross, where she's like, Oh, I said something in the force. And Maz is like, Oh. Okay, so inside the Millennium Falcon. Oh, Kylo's ship gets shot down and falls towards Jakku, but it definitely doesn't look like he could have made it out of that alive. Definitely not coming back later in the movie, no, sir. Cut around to everyone on the Millennium Falcon, looking somber. Rose patches up 3PO. Rey sits in her quarters, looking more dejected than anyone. Her face ships multiple conflicting expressions until she looks solemnly resolved. She stands up and goes over to Finn, who's in another room, using the Force, hovering the training ball he found in the Force Awakens. Thanks, back there. Yeah, that was pretty slick, huh? Genuine... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine smile. <laughs> Genuine of weary smile. It was. She can't maintain it, though. Her face falls. I'm... I'm sorry. Don't do that. If I hadn't been... Ray, there were six of them and two of us. There's nothing we could have done. I was distracted. And then... I was angry. I saw my parents, what they did to me. I 
block it out before, told myself I remembered it wrong, but now I can see it all. She's growing visibly angry. And I hate them, what they did to me, and I don't know how not to hate them. Of course you're angry, of course you hate them. What they did to you, any person would react the way you did. Soraya now begins pacing. Not a Jedi. A Jedi is supposed to be focused, calm. Everything I am not, but everything you are. Finn doesn't know what to say. You need a teacher. She's almost ranting now, the pent-up frustration rushing out. That's how this is supposed to work, you know? I've read all the books. There's a master and there's an apprentice. I'm supposed to pass on what I've learned, but what I... But what if I've learned it the wrong way? What if I... After he died, Luke told me that he was wrong about the Jedi needing to end. But what if he wasn't? First of all, Luke told you after he died, like you talked to ghosts, is that a thing I should prepare myself for? Rhea smiles a bit in spite of herself. You get used to it. Cool, just processing that. Listen, Luke came back. He wasn't wrong. He didn't want the Jedi to end. But maybe they need to change. Ray looks at him. This resonates. All I ever heard about Jedi growing up were myths and legends. From the First Order, horror stories. That's how I knew them. But now I know a real-life Jedi. Not a myth, just Ray, my best friend. And yeah, sometimes you mess up. So does everyone. So did Luke, and apparently all the Jedi before him, because he's the only one that's left. Maybe the Jedi don't need to be something above, something superior. Maybe they can just be the best that they can be, and inspire others to do the same. Because that's everything you are. Rey takes us in. It feels true. It feels right. We teach each other, then. Not master and apprentice. More like partners. She stands up from the cot. Partners, or, you know. He also stands up, close to Ray. Tries to act sexy, but quickly loses confidence. Like, yeah, like really good partners. Yeah. Who maybe... Kiss? Hypothetically. (laughs) Finn pulls her in and they start making out. Whoa! (laughs) Whoa. Finn pulls away for a second. I do feel like we should do some actual training at some point since the galaxy might be completely destroyed soon, but... Oh, absolutely. But you can't train all the time, you know. You can't train all the time, no. They They resume making out and close the door, and it's nice when people kiss. <laughs> Scream one. Disagree. <laughs> Screen wipe to unknown regions. Exterior Millennium Falcon. The Falcon weaves through thickets of solar winds, gravity wells, and asteroid debris. Close on the Falcon's dash. A pleasant beep begins ringing out, and a red light flicks on and off. Copy that, buddy. <laughs> Buckle up, game. We're making our final approach to Yandi. How did you say Eden I. Buckle up, Star game. lines Yandu. warble and dissipate as Yandi. It's Yandu. Um, it's Mary Poppins, the planet. <laughs> the Falcon comes out of hyperspace. Dead ahead, a green and yellow sphere comes into view, the planet of Eden I. Inside the Falcon, the crew huddles together in the cockpit to catch a glimpse of the mythical world. I know we've been recording for such a long time. 5,000 hours. 
Yeah, it's been a long time. Remember when we did this like every couple weeks? Yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> That's all we have to say. In person with alcohol? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have alcohol. It's um, so much fun. I might need a little bit more. It's so much more fun when you're in person, though. Yeah. It okay, is. so there's actually not that much more. Like, the last, like, two pages are just, like, literally vague description. But we can finish it, or we can end here. Up to you. Um... The only thing I worry about... I will not about, be offended. I will not be offended. I mean, ending I, I after a kiss is pretty good ending spot, I would say. I think ending after a kiss is a good spot. I wouldn't mind if we do this other thing some other day. Uh, I'd be fine yeah. doing the yeah. last whatever pages some other day. Last bit and talking about what we like, yeah. think and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Brief thoughts on this so far. I like the poetry I, with... Uh, Empire Strikes Back, Vader, Luke, scene uh, with Rey and Kylo. Poetry. Ah. Poe, uh-huh. Dameron, a tree. But, um, <laughs> so, Did you I mean, make Poe cuss so much because his last name has a cuss word in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that, I mean, his name is Dameron. I yeah. mean, he might as well. What's next? Heltrin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, a lot of this, I think, can be simplified. Like, the early on, like when Ray and Kylo fight on Octo, I don't know if any of that dialogue needs to be there, but I wanted to get it on the page at least to show like this is kind of what I feel like is in mm-hmm. their heads. But I don't know if it would all be there in the final product. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And a lot of this is just kind of rough. Let's get something that at least matches what they're thinking, right, on the page. So it's it's sloppy. Sloppy no, I like boy. it. I like it. All That's I good. want is uh-huh. for this to be real, and it's it is it is real, of course. But <laughs> it is real. It's, yeah. it's canonical. It's getting a theatrical release. Well, it's yeah. real. We say, talked about this. Disney <laughs> Disney purchased this. Yeah. Disney yes. purchased. Have we talked about the theatrical release? Yeah. It's cr- yeah, this is it's crazy <laughs> that they purchased a completely uncompleted script. Yeah. Uncomplete. Uh, well, I I think they've done it before. To be <laughs> That's <honest>. true. <laughs> That's how much faith they have in this script. We may have a more completed script than what they greenlit for Rise of Skywalker. That's TBH. Possible. But yeah, oh they they go to Eden I oh crazy stuff. The the trippy stuff hasn't even happened yet. Oh no. There's trippy Stick stuff. Stick around for the trippy yeah. stuff Trip next week. They go on a Jedi planet and there's crazy things happening. I so love anyway. trippy J- Jedi things. Jedi. Uh no, I'm into it, Jake. I think it's great. I think it's good. Yeah, I'm loving it. Good, good, good. Well, thank you for humoring me. This really was a long recording, and I apologize. This was a long recording. I'm I'm very excited to get into the thing proper and really like make it a make it a real theatrical release. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm excited because we've been paid to do it, and it's happening canonically and truthfully in reality. I yep. mean, I literally am wearing a tiara, pl- petting mm-hmm. a tiger. We didn't. That's true. Because of that's right. We didn't. Dying. We didn't reset it for this episode, but we are so rich now. I of am. The script. I'm actually recording on the moon where I live oh, now yeah, in my right. mansion. Ha. My and moon I mansion. Have proof of moonshin. That. Moonshin. Moonshin. Oh, his moonshin. <laughs> While you're drinking moonshine. <laughs> moonshine yes. on the moonshin. I love it. <laughs> You and you're with Steve a, Mnuchin? You can't get fancier than this. <laughs> and you have the munchies? 
Yeah. So this is fun. Uh, thank fun. you to my pals for humoring me in this ridiculous endeavor. And um, yeah, so we we did a good show for two weeks in a row. And we did you guys get a bunch it. of snow where you are up there? Yes. Yeah, we got like so five much. or six inches lot. here. It's great. It's crazy. I went out to the mailbox this morning and it was a journey. I love it. Yeah, I didn't, to be honest. I love snow. I love snow. We just were so happy yesterday when it was snowing and we were just all cozy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a great, great way to live your life. It is a great you know way to this, live your life. The problem is that there's a lot of snow at the beginning of this script. Not a lot of cozy snow later. We could maybe work on that. Yeah, maybe add a little bit more cozy snow before it's all done. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about this in Discord and we'll get together. We'll talk at the end. We'll talk about mm-hmm. the very, very end, which isn't even a thing, really. Yep. I'm into it. So. And then we'll produce it. And then we'll release it in theaters. And we'll release it in courtesy theaters. Courtesy of the Walt Disney Corporation. <laughs> I just want to say this feels like such a better like continuation of the sequel trilogy than Rise of Skywalker did. Then oh, completely good. scrapping the first two and just, yeah, just doing your like, own hey, thing. Let's and... do scenes. With the force, probably. (laughs) Good. I mean, I do like scenes. I do like the force, but I felt like, what if? (laughs) What if those had a thematic connection to previous films? Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, are we all done? I think we're we're done. done. We did it. We did Star Wars. We did Star Wars. Okay, Jasmine's been done since the first episode. Jasmine's been done for a while. Uh, this has been Grand Moff Token Presents Fan Fiction Theater, delicately curated, long-form productions of fan fiction of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, lovingly, lovingly performed by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, uh, Jasmine, Goodbye, Jacob, Goodbye. And of course, thank you to special guests Christina and Zeke. Bye. Christina was also pretty boring. Welcome to Carly Reviews, no, Jepson. <laughs> We're recording this on the day of Christmas, so I recommend you go out and listen to Carly Ray Jepson's uh, Christmas song that she released a few months ago, well in time for everyone to listen to during the holidays. Uh, it's called It's Not Christmas Till Somebody Cries. It's a great song, well, fun to listen it's about to. to be, it's about to be Christmas if this segment keeps going. Then. <laughs> I know it. Well, it's not Christmas. Until you start crying, Jake, so you better get on it. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening to our episode, and please go support Carly Ray Jepsen. She could use it. Uh, yeah, don't support our show. Support Carly <laughs> Ray Jepsen. I want to make this clear. I want you to support Carly Ray Jepsen at the detriment of this show. <laughs> I think you should support her more than us. I want yeah. that to be absolutely clear. I I, uh, I co-sign. I okay, co- she's fine. better. Yeah, she is. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh boy, had to do it to him. Oh. That was funny. He had I to do that. it to us. I mean, I I that was basically one long. J- <laughs> That's true. I had to do my segment at the end. Jasmine, you want to do a segment? <laughs>
you already stopped recording. Uh, <laughs> really hope his sound's coming through on the on the old mic. Oh, I'm sure it's coming through on their microphone, just not on ours. Um, you guys have been cutting off at the beginning of your sentences, too. Yeah, oh, just Discord's just a bad service. Actually, it's not I that. A, it's pretty good. I had a nice, like, active speaker thing happening with our video feeds, and now I don't know how that happened, and I don't know how to get back. Um, yes. And in case you yes. were all wondering, <laughs> that was my help. That was my help to you. It's the fo- focus in the top man. right. We don't worry about old men. Man, I don't know how I had the actor speaker thing happening with Discord. Ooh, I think I know how now. I told Brown you it's cow. focused in the top right corner. Yes, I got it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> grandpa. So, Thank you, Zeke. For, I got it with for helping my grandfather over here. <laughs> hey. Okay. Now. Here's the thought. Yeah. We didn't sync up for part two of this. Did you stop recording? Nope. But I just fine. am thinking of why well, that might be challenging to edit. No, no, no. It'll be fine. As long as you didn't ever stop recording. Riley's a pro. We're good Riley's to go. Riley's a pro. I didn't yeah. stop How recording. How dare you doubt his abilities? How dare That's you doubt my abilities? Insulting. It has happened twice today already. <laughs> as everyone knows, I'm a great host and producer. <laughs> Good, 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 good. We're, we're off to a good start, guys. <laughs> off to a good start. He speaks quietly to Leia, and Riley's going to love this. Oh, boy. I know you all go way back, but are we sure these two clunkers are up for it? Never underestimated Leia. <laughs> she didn't say the line yet. <laughs> Jesus. I did say it. You played the dumb laugh track too loud. <laughs> Oh, what a okay. funny line. I've cursed so much as Poe today. <laughs> yeah. He's po a potty is, mouth. Poe is the only one cussing. Yeah. I know. I don't know. He's kind of the Han Solo. Um, I just wanted to really rub against Zeke's conscience today. Just, <laughs> no. um, I just really wanted it an R-rated R. Star Wars. R, matey. Okay, so this is something that I, I want to hint at a little bit more.